Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot. What is up? Oh, not much. I'm just so happy that uh, everything is nice and warm and toasty in this side of the continent-wide strip mall right now. Nice. It is not warm and toasty here whatsoever. Uh, Reinhardt will not be joining us this evening, but helping us out over there from the dungeon, taking notes, and chiming in, Grognak. Hello. Hey guys, how you doing? Good man. That's, you 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 can say something witty if you like. <laughs> I <laughs> Reinhardt is stuck in a pit trap right now. Okay, is he? Oh, is I he thought to... he found out that a uh, advanced orangutan had shown up to the mountain with a bunch of Gnostic texts under his under his arms, and he's trying to spread Gnostic beliefs to the rest of the Ape Mountain. Pit trap. I thought he was working. He's not working. I mean, that would be working to stop the orangutan. I mean, yeah, technically. I mean, that's not work. That's a labor of love. That's not work. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Reinhardt's not going to be here tonight, but that's okay. We'll make it. We're, we'll, we'll be fine without him. Uh, what? What has going on? It is still Black Science Fiction Month. You guys? Yes, it is. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you, did you know that there are black people? Uh, yeah, they're hidden figures, man. Yeah, hidden figure. No, they're not that hidden. No, not where I'm at. No, not, not where I'm at either. <laughs> no, they're they're quite noticeable and not hidden at all. Uh, you can hear them. Yeah, before oh. you can see them usually, and yeah, and sometimes smell them. Wow. Well, you know the weed. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, anyway. there are a lot of white people that like weed too, so it's confusing scent. No, it's not. You can I, you can't tell the difference. Um, is it mixed with something? Black people smoking weed smells completely different than white people smoking weed. Black people smoke blunts. White people don't smoke blunts. It's the okay. blunt. The blunt has a very distinct. I don't know. I lived next to Oakland for a very long time. I I was gonna say that's not how I remember the nineties, but you know the nineties. Yeah, who's to say I remember the 90s? You, yeah, I was going to say, the fact that you say, <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I pretend to remember most of the 90s. Like, yeah. Somebody had a very mean thing to say about Gen Xers today. Uh, oh, no. Like, yeah. I haven't heard them all. Ah, it was something. <laughs> right, right. It was something. Uh, Is it new, at least? You know, it wasn't. It wasn't huh. new. Uh, it was some, yeah, it was something to do with about. About uh, if you're Gen X and oh damn it, it was something about having opinions and being Gen. Oh, and how Gen X is actually just as responsible as the Boomers for everything that's going on right now. Oh wow! Yeah, I love the generational warfare. It works really well on me. Right, right, right. I don't, so first of all, I don't no. care. Like you're some Zoomer is mad. You know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care. But uh. To say that to say that Gen X just stood by nihilistically while the boomers fucked everything up, it's probably mm-hmm. true. 
you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, you don't remember. I, I didn't. I wasn't doing anything important of value in the nineties. Yeah. But that's, that's I what I learned. Kid, that's what I learned from the boomers. They say, they, they said, you know, go, go sow your oats, you know, go live your life before, uh, you know, before you get locked down with a, a career and responsibilities and all that, all that jazz, you know? Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Spread your oats, Go sow your oats. Go sow your wild oats. Sorry. Go do the yeah. things you want to do before you get locked down into a family and a career. Like at least, but at least back then they like told you about the family and the career. You know, the family. Yeah, but they but they the made it look like an anathema. You know, like don't don't use words like that on the show. There's a lot of people who have no idea what you just said. All right, they can look it up. That's rude. Mostly, I was talking about me. Uh, there's an app called dictionary.com. Well, you are in no position to be telling anybody about any sort of technological apps or anything like that, pal. You're like... I know. I, I use actual real dictionaries. I have three dictionaries. Right. I was joking. I know what an anathema is. Anyway. I, it's, it's, a, it's a Maynard side project. I mean, it was in like 90, 97 to 98. Yeah. For... <laughs> <laughs> they had the banjo player from uh never mind i thought that was a steel guitar under a f- with a flanger you could probably pull it off with that but anyways yes uh a career well no the family wasn't wasn't necessarily an anathema it was um an inevitability um and i get well i've been i wouldn't necessarily call it like a it's a drudgery as opposed to a curse well, I mean, that and a lot of the punk rock that I was listening to also made it seem like it was a really bad idea to follow the same path that your your, your perfectly parents. boring parents took. Yeah, that's true. That is true. There was that. Well, that's always been that. That was, that was how the generation gap and all that stuff started. It was like, you know, your dad's a square, your mom's a square. You got to be cool. Yeah. And then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I don't know. The whole the whole blaming generations for things that were planned, you know, the planned obsolescence of our civilization is sort of a shitty thing to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there wasn't really a whole lot the boomers could do to stop the course of what, you the know, Jews had set in motion. Things, yeah. Things set in motion that were out of their control anyway. Yeah. Well, and even if it was in their control, they, they had relinquished control. Back back in the '90s, from what I remember as a youngin, um, I thought the '90s were really cool. We we reminisce about them being really cool, mm-hmm. but the adults, when I was a kid, they were like, "Oh no, the '50s were cool. The '90s are not cool." Well, that's how it is and now. Then, like you know, nothing is cool now. It's always the stuff before us was cool at one point. Yeah, we were already watching the Wonder Years and right. pretending that was back in the day. Right. And again, the Wonder Years is just a Jewish abstraction of some fake thing that never happened in the first place. Did you see the remaking it? <laughs> yeah, and they're yes. black. We, yeah, with blacks. Blacks, yeah. You can't have anything, okay? Not even well, a you Jewish ne- You never show. even had that. No, so you, you, no, you didn't have that. Right, like in, implying June Cleaver and Ward Cleaver were real. Yeah. Everything about 
Americana in America from the media, I mean, is fake. All of it. Have you guys ever seen the um, the Hollywoodism thing that Red Ice did a few years back? No. There's a there's a documentary called Hollywoodism, and there was a um, another documentary called like a something of their own, and the guy the narrator was like Neil Gabler, and he talked about the found the founding of Hollywood and and how Hollywood invented Americana basically, right? And it was all Jews that did it, and they were bragging about it. And then uh, Red Ice took like some of the Hollywoodism documentary and then like added 40 minutes of just straight up Jewry from television from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Like just, you know, like everything anybody knows about, you know, Judaism is probably from Seinfeld, you know, to be quite honest with you. You know, your average, uh-huh. your average person in Kentucky doesn't, know too many jews but they know they've heard you know they've they've heard people say shalom and oy vey on seinfeld you know they've heard about they've heard about the schindler's list episode well they they've said yada 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 right a lot right right, like right that right, was right. wasn't that one of the catchphrases from seinfeld that that made it into the general populace yeah, it was the jewish version of and so on and so forth right right skip ahead skip ahead you know. Anyway, I don't know. The thing is, I watched all the episodes of Seinfeld as they were most of them as they were happening, so I thought it was funny, right? And I, I didn't even think about them being Jewish while watching it. I just I, thought well, of them being uh, they, urbanite New Yorkers, right? But they weren't Jewish, except for Jerry. That was the point. But they were in real a bunch life, of Jews. Every all of them except Michael Richards, who's a, uh, I think a. Yeah, he's a he's in the Scotch Rite, so you know they're all either Freemason or Shabbos. Right? No, they're all Jews. Everything. No, all except for Michael Richards, they're all they're all Jews. I, yeah, I'm sorry, Jewish or or Shabbos. Right. Exactly. Now, what the point was is you had a bunch of Jews pretending to be white doing like the worst things. Remember, remember the the ending of Seinfeld it was like an hour or two la- two hour episode where they were they all, they went to jail and like everybody that they'd ever wronged came and gave like some sort of a testimony against them. Yeah, but they went to jail because they failed to help someone who was uh being robbed or something. Yeah, no, they went because of the good Samaritan law. Yeah, good Samaritan law. Yeah, they yeah. broke the good Samaritan law. Very Jewish. Yeah. Oh no, everything right. It was like super Jewy and Anyways, yeah, it was the Jewiest show ever, and it's terrible. It was a very, I mean, and that's the thing, is nobody ever thought of them being Jewish, but here they were, Jews pretending to be just your average white New Yorkers, and nobody acts like that. Only Jews act that way, really, like what people do now because of Seinfeld. I don't know, because of... The Q Angle episodes we've done, people bring up the Man Hands episode to me quite often. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that uh, if if anything, Seinfeld had some pop cultural touchstones. Oh, it that- had so many, and it there, and of course they're all astroturfed and and everything about it, like you know the soup Nazi. You know, there's your Nazi, your Nazi reference, soup Nazi, no soup for you. Right, and he's Middle Eastern. And he's- uh, but um. It- yeah, I don't know the double dipping thing. That's that's a real thing. You don't want anybody taking a bite out of like a chip and then dipping it back in the dip, right? 
Like that's not that's not cool. Unless it's unless it's your own little container of dip, right? Yeah, double dipping is just like a that's just a common, you know, food etiquette thing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That was I mean, there was a lot of stuff. That was the whole point of Seinfeld. It was culture creation. Seinfeld Friends was must see TV. Seinfeld Friends. What else was there? Those that whole that whole run of shows there. Mad about you. Awful. Awful nineties Jewish shows. Paul Reiser. Yeah. Oof. All right. Enough about the nineties. Yes, we are terrible, terrible Gen Xers and we should shut up and like let other people do this content, right? No. It's not so, so, so you read this today and it really got under your skin? No, it didn't get under my skin. I just thought it was—I thought it was funny that that this this person thought that the, that Gen X is just as responsible as the Boomers. And as a Gen Xer, I agree. Um, we did. We partied. Every that's what we were supposed to do. The the nine the the people that grew up in the nineties, the eighties and the nineties, the Xers. That was that was why the eighties and the nineties were so great because it was just like everybody was doing fun you know like racism wasn't a big thing where nobody was really being racist right we we're all told that like you know it's yeah, the black guys are just as cool as you are just it's fine just listen to their music they're actually cooler than you you know i don't know man i i i i don't remember see that it as a sliding scale of of nihilism man like every subsequent generation is is more nihilistic and narcissistic in their own way and a lot of that is aided by technology no dude don't you understand the xers were the worst (laughs) no millennials are even worse like imagine if gen x imagine if generation x actually had like social media i was just gonna say if gen x had smartphones they would be just as bad as the millennials or zoomers or whatever If, if gen x had smartphones we'd all be zoomers Oh God! The footage of things I did in the '90s right? on smartphones. I am so oh, glad man. those weren't around. There's, I mean, there's probably some negatives in somebody's drawer somewhere. You know, remember I used to get the negatives with your pictures. You take no, I've seen, I've seen terrible pictures of me from DJ days. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. Certain people's collections. Well, I'm like, none of the pictures. Oh wow, I wore that. None of the. No, oh, I'm not even talking about wearing stuff. Uh, none of the pictures of me actually have survived but i'm like i said i'm sure the negatives are somewhere a couple of mine i look like a bad hux deluxe meme you know it's just like there's just like a couple pairs of pants back in the day i i should never have thought were worth wearing you know were the jinkos uh well they were called fucked pants f-u-c-t they're big skater pants i remember but they're like pants, essentially yes. like the jinkos or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. right yeah, um, somebody my height should have never, ever worn any of those types of pants. But I had, uh, at one point, I had two pairs of Jinkos, a pair of Fresh Jives, and two pairs of Kickwares. And Kickwares, like... Yeah, that was, that, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, uh, you're treading on some strange ground there wearing Kickwear, bro. Right, right. Yeah. I'm way too short to be wearing pants that wide. I'm sure your glow in the dark bracelets matched your kickwear so uh, just just fine. I didn't have any glow in the dark bracelets. You were if you're wearing kickwear. No. No, you don't have to know. <laughs> I had a fresh jive hat, but it was uh it being Texas, it's too hot to wear knit caps. Ah. Uh really, except for like two months out of the year. 
That's fair. Yeah, we, yeah. we you know, being in Connecticut in the wintertime, you wear them a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we had Alien Workshop shirts. A- I remember Alien Workshop. Yeah. Yeah. What else? And Man, hookups. Hookups. Hookups was a brand. Yep, Hookups uh, was a brand. And my friends wore a lot. What else was there? What were the pants that they would like fold up into their own pocket? They were like nylon, like cargo style. Dude, I don't, I don't know about parachute that. Parachute pants. Oh, man. They were like, I don't know. They were some stupid raver pants or something from the 90s. I remember having a pair of those. I thought they were cool because they folded up into like a wallet-sized deal. No, I, I have no idea what those are. Hmm. Early, early 90s, uh, there was those hypercolor shirts. Hypercolor were, was cool uh, until you fucked it up in the dryer too many times. Yeah. Yeah. But you weren't supposed to put them in the dryer. You're supposed to just air dry them. Right. But, like, you know, your mother doesn't listen to you. Your mom's doing the laundry. <laughs> All my hypercolor shirts turned out gray. Is that because it reflects your soul? Yes. No, it's because my mom ran them all through the dryer. Oh. Yes. Anyhow. It might ha- I mean, it might be a combination of both. It's probably. It, it probably is. All right. All right that's enough. Um, I, enough, 90, enough 90s reminiscing posting. Has everybody, has everybody still tuned in? Right, <laughs> right. If you're still listening. Did we lose you all? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm We're not. old. I'm not Leave sorry. Alone. I'm not sorry. I am, I am absolutely not sorry. It is not my fault. So. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> We're all from the 19th century. What? Uh, 20th century. 20... Get back in the dungeon. 19th century. 19th yep. century. Well, I mean, if Old you clones. if you Old go clones. if you go by Fomenko's time, then outdated like, clones. Yeah. All right, let's talk about. But you know, let's talk about something important. Okay. Dude, the bottom of those kickwear jeans of yours must have gotten really ragged in the mud flood. Oh yeah. The mud flood. You go into your friend's house, and mom's like, uh-uh, you need to roll those suckers up a little bit. Don't be dragging that across my carpet. <laughs> well, yeah, but the mud flood was... Th- I'm not that old. He just said we're from the 19th century. Don't listen to him. He's just hes just the, the, the can, guy... Can you picture him in the little orphan, in the little orphan get-up? No. Little Donald Duck outfit. Who, me? In a Donald yeah. Duck outfit? <laughs> With no pants. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. The sailor. It's a Donald Duck outfit. Yeah, Donald, Donald Duck, Duck doesn't, doesn't wear, wear pants, pants. Grognak. <laughs> so fucked up. Oh, the intern. You guys have been talking about pants. without pants on, bro. <laughs> Neon pants. Neon pants. No, there's none of that. None of that going on. So it has been a year anniversary since uh, Joe Biden hit us with a weather weapon down here. Right, and now it's like 60 degrees there today? Yeah, it was like 72 this afternoon. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, like, I remember... It was 17 here today. Yeah, well, yeah. It's cold. So I remember, like, a day before, did I show you the photograph of the spiral chemtrails that were right outside of Dallas? No, What now? I show you the photograph I took while I was on the road. The the planes were doing spirals. 
hmm. of chemtrails. Hmm. I'd never seen that before. I'd seen the crisscrossing, but these planes were doing spirals. And I'm like, what is, what the F is going on? I took a decent photograph of it. Um, uh, it is way long ago in the prep chat, but you know, some, sometimes when I take pictures of chemtrails, I wonder if one of you are also taking pictures of chemtrails at the same time. <laughs> we might be. We um, might be. But uh, nevertheless, it was a complete shock to this fragile civilizational system here for them to hit us with that the way that they did. There was no... Uh, there, there was very little... F- you know, like with the, the freeze we just had, they knew that a cold front was coming a week and a half in advance, right? Mm-hmm. So we all knew, like, in a week and a half, there's going to be below freezing temperatures. Hmm. This, it happened in the space of a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was it was ridiculous, and it, it did a lot of bad stuff to the winter wheat, and it did a lot of stuff to the grid. Yeah. And they did a lot of they did a lot of fuckery with uh, eco credits or something like that for, yeah. for energy use. You know, they exposed what what kind of a what kind of a juice system they had going on with the was, eco credits. Well, yeah, it was like some were. sort of pay to play fucked up system of like the, like they were billing other places for credit that or for power or something. That didn't right. Belong. And. And and then the and then red team got to say it was a failure of green energy here, but it, it had nothing to do really with the, all the god awful windmills in West Texas, right, right, which are which are awful, and, and they've completely ruined the pleasant flat landscape out there. But they're uh, they're, being un, they're very unsightly and and so is the flat landscape. Oh, uh, it's it's cozy. But like it's Maybe. not anymore because of the giant windmills. Right, the giant windmills that are halfway broken. Yeah, half of them aren't moving. Half <laughs> of them don't work at all. Now I, I only I I've only been out there I've only been out that way four times in the last year and a half. So there I may have caught them on the four days that they're you know they just haven't got the broken ones moving. Mm. but three out of those four days were incredibly windy and they all should have been chugging along producing electricity. But they weren't. Right. They're really weird up close, Johnny. Yeah. I have. Yeah. They're like big. Like like they look like big fake toys. Yeah. You feel feel like you've been shrunk down or something. They're not metal though, right? No, they're fiberglass. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, like, when they break and you have to break them down, uh, they're completely toxic. There's nowhere to, there's nowhere to put them. Right. There's, none of that stuff is, is recyclable. None of it's fixable if it's broken either. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Uh, you dismantle, like, you, you dismantle it. I guess maybe you could take it somewhere and have it, and, and work on it, but it's almost like, it's uh, not it's, cost effective. It's almost easier. Yeah, it's almost easier just to put a, a new one up. And not <laughs> Again, just like everything else, everything's just you know, get a new one, throw it away, get a new one, throw it away, get a new one. 
Yeah, where's it go? And the garbage. You can't throw this in the garbage. Well, I mean, you make a bigger garbage and then you throw it in there. Hmm. There's like stacks of them, like like giant stacks, like logs stacked like out in the middle of Texas. I've heard stories about this. Like the trash island in the ocean, you're the giant island of trash, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Giant island of trash. In- England? I just going to say Google the you, know, you fucked up my joke, dude. It's like Google the United Kingdom. It's Are you talking just, about the old maps of California? No, the giant supposedly there's a giant island of trash floating around the Pacific Ocean and it's got like military guarding it and shit and you can't get anywhere near it because you don't want anybody to know that there's trash. You know what I'm talking about. I I hadn't really heard about the military guarding it. You're not allowed to get near it. I I didn't I didn't I wasn't aware of that. I just I just know it was I just know it's there. Has to do with all the mm. currents mm-hmm. creating a funnel, right? Basically, and so all the ship from China and everything, and supposedly all the plastic straws from us, it all coalesces in this one spot. But maybe that's where the their breakaway civilization is, and they just don't want us getting where getting near it. And it is completely plausible. There's probably several breakaway civilizations, or again, this could just be we are just the alien ant farm, you know. We're, Do you think the the real Iron Republic is built out of press board? Are are we just going to gloss over his '90s music reference here? What What do you mean? Alien Ant Farm. Never well, mind. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's exactly what it is. But I mean, like, they, their name of their band was made up from the fact that that's what we probably like, what they think we probably are. I don't remember their music much, but are you saying they're secretly based or something? They, no, not based. They were like secretly into the the Matrix simulation theory. Hmm. Yeah. I always I thought know, I, the idea that the that we were like a zoo for aliens was disturbing. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it should be. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, there's people out there just watching like we're some sort of science project some high school science project uh there's that episode of uh south park where we were a reality tv show called oh that's right that's right we had uh stuff uh i don't even know if i want to talk about this this guy because he creeps me out when i look at a picture of him hmm uh, the non-binary activist, furry, puppy, love, cosplaying energy spokesman what? for the Joe Biden administration. Why did you just skip? Okay, I didn't know. Okay, we're gonna do that now. Oh, I. Sorry, he was on the screen. I'm just of like, ugh. Yeah. So Joe Biden is doing. Um, what the communists did in uh, in in Russia in the Soviet Union when they wanted to destroy something, they took one of their weirdest, nastiest activists and they put them in the head of it. So now you have, as the assistant secretary of like what nuclear energy waste and dispo- uh, disposal or something, you have this thing, this 
I don't even know what I don't know what the fuck you even call it. Um, but the Sam Brinton of the Trevor Project is where he started, and he's now yeah he's the assistant the assistant secretary in the Department of Energy working with nuclear waste, and this thing is a shaved head tranny high heel dress wearing with a goatee and a mustache does puppy play like this is this is ridiculous i mean it's you know and it's i remember seeing this thing a few years ago when it graduated or was doing like it's it's um it's what do you call it it's um doctorate and it's like you know this this freak is going to be there this about nuclear physics and i was like man this is bad if this thing is graduating from nuclear i didn't realize this is where it would end up i mean almost makes sense oh it does it does like i said this is what the communists did they would you know when they want something destroyed and again you know if if you want to look at a, a bolshevik takeover like of, of of a country you're, you're witnessing it in real time like you've got bolshevik jews in the Biden administration, the total administration is just Bolshevik Jews, and they just keep appointing more and more Jews. You got your Rachel Levine, the, the man who thinks he's a woman, as the uh, highest military, highest ranking military official in the United States. You have this Sam Brinton thing, which is like some sort of fetish faggot, you know, tranny who's the, the assistant secretary of energy. Like, what the fuck? This is this is literally communism. There you go. Well, I saw a picture of him. Do you know who he reminded me of? I'm going to tell my kids this was McNabb. Wow. I mean, that's that was the meme I saw anyways. I'm just repeating what I'm seeing on the screen. Um, Like Anchorman. Uh, <laughs> Good night, San Diego, <laughs> and go fuck yourself. <laughs> but do you remember in RoboCop, do you remember th- some of the uh, the thugs? That worked for uh, the dad from that '70s show on RoboCop. Do you remember the one that fell into the toxic waste? Yes, the redheaded one. Oh yeah, it does look just like it. Reminds me of that guy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that scene where it's shambling around and gets hit by the car. Yep. That's, that's so classic. That movie. Everything <laughs> about that movie was classic. Well, speaking of speaking of dystopian nightmarish movies from that era did you, uh did you see the thing on demolition man how demolition man accurately predicted this whole like covid social distancing uh chipped everything did we not bring that up last year did we i i thought we did I'm, uh, we, we yeah have, I, I, I rewatched the entire movie recently as well and uh one of the one of the big things was the swearing you know, getting charged for swearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he, he didn't have any toilet paper, so he just kept apparently. swearing and, and used the fines to wipe his ass. Yeah, which was funny, right? That was a that was a funny bit. Whoever sure. wrote that bit wrote a funny bit. Sure, but the the high fives without high fiving, you know, that was, you know, that was supposed to illustrate how gay everything got. Mm-hmm. And Taco Bell being fine dining, also illustrating how gay everything got. Yeah. That was when Taco Bell's slogan was still make a run for the border. 
Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of weird, you know. There's there a lot of advertising in that movie. The whole movie was an advertisement, actually. Well, no, yeah, the the product placement for Taco Bell was all over the place. Well, yeah, the, I mean that was and ta- huge. Taco Pepsi. Bell was simultaneously running Demolition Man stuff all summer. Well, right. That was that was wasn't that one of the first movies to do that kind of thing, where like the movie thing was being played in the movie, and you could also buy the movie thing at the place. No, I think this was just it, they just amped up. They 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 made it more explicit. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you could always buy the Star Wars glass at McDonald's during the Star Wars run. Right. Like right. when when Willow the movie was out, they had Willow stuff at Wendy's. Okay. I, I remember because we had It's a rather we, specific uh, one. Well, well like What are you trying to say? To have the, they used to have the special glasses, right? That you could only get at the at, I, I don't even know if they do this shit anymore, but Yeah, the glasses. Yeah. The, um, they used to have glasses, character with, glasses, and whatever. Mad Mardigan and Willow, and the yeah, right. And they were they were they were they were glass. Yeah, they, know, were they weren't glass. just plastic cups. They were they're with like etched uh, mm-hmm. etched in color the characters on the side or whatever. Right. right. And after so many washes in the dishwasher, they just kind of be white. Um. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I I don't have any. I we I did have any. Of My uncle well, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, my, I had a couple my uncles were only like, my mom's youngest brothers were only a couple of years older than me. Because my mom's the oldest. And um, they used to collect. They were in high school when I was like seven. And like they used to collect those. And I used to see them all the time. And I got some of them as hand-me-downs. And they were like all fading and shit when I got them. And I remember after, I don't know, so long, there was just like the white, you'd see like C-3PO's outline. You know, but you couldn't actually see the C-3PO image. But you knew that's what it was. Damn, I'm sure those suckers on eBay can draw oh, yeah. you a mint. And you know that leg was gold. Oh wow! On the glass, I'm pretty sure it was silver. No, but it, it was white actually because it was faded. Yeah. Does I I know that leg was gay. <laughs> Whether it was silver I mean, or gold, I, well, I know obviously that, it was gay. Uh. C-3PO is a gay droid. You don't have to say the C-3PO part. They're all gay droids. C-3PO specifically. Wasn't he played by a gay Brit? Exactly. See, there we go. Right. Uh, what, I don't have to repeat myself there either. Uh, what about the German serial killer? Sarah the Simp Slayer? Sarah, that's a, that's a mouthful. Sarah the Simp Slayer. Yes. <laughs> that is... An interesting story, to say the least. So, her mother is... Oh, this one's in German. Damn it. Do we have an article on her that's not in German? Uh, I... Da steckt hinter dem Pentagram Group. Like, yeah, okay. So, hmm. yes, Sarah M., age 19, with the pentagram on her hand, is uh, brought in on charges of attempted murder and um, it was like three guys, right? She tried to kill. Am I right here? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
she posed as a uh, a dominatrix online and got guys got coomers to uh got coomers to you know hit her up and so she took him out in the woods and tried to kill him so she Based? tried to kill him did she actually kill him? i don't know the articles in german grognak grognak find us one about simp slaying sarah that's in english please Every time I click on more replies, I get this stupid Twitter thing where it's like, you need to log into Twitter. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Twitter. A twisted teen uses a dating app to lure a man on a first date before plunging a knife in his neck within minutes. Okay. The 19-year-old named only as Sarah, due to Germany's strict privacy laws, idolized American serial killers Richard Ramirez and Ted Bundy and hung posters of both of them on her bedroom wall. Hmm. <laughs> Yep. The court heard about how she had bought the murder weapon, a camping knife, five days before the attack in May 2021. She set up a fake dating profile using the name Domina Cherry and found some, and found some Middle Eastern guy named Zayed. <laughs> the 38-year-old Zayed went to go <laughs> meet her in Bavaria, and as they drove along, she stabbed him in the neck. She didn't even wait till they went somewhere. He was able to snatch the knife from her and stop his car on the main road. However, he fell into a coma and died of his injuries. Hmm. Uh, she sent a voice message to a friend saying, I'm going out now. I want to kill my first one. I'm excited. Wish me luck that it works. Uh, She's given a 12-year sentence. Oh, she had a pentagram on her hand. Yeah. That she showed to the journalists. Yeah. Uh, judge said she showed a complete lack of empathy, which is so weird because I thought these goth chicks were all em- empathic, right? Empathic, but I guess she yes. Sh- they're, a, well, they're empaths. That's you know? one of their things, right? She was a dark empath. A dark uh, empath. It, the, the, the judge said it is extremely rare for a perpetrator to kill a person out of lust for murder uh, before the murder. Uh oh, and here's where it's going to create simps in this country. Sarah M had suffered drug problems and had drawn swastikas, an illegal symbol in Germany, mm. on her hands. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh no. That's it. Now we're going to have the Dylan Roof cult equivalent for this one. Yep. You know? Yep. Oh, there we go. Well, <laughs> I mean, based. But also, women. <laughs> the uh, her her defense her defense attorney said that the killing had been blundering, and was trying to get her sentence reduced. <laughs> but because of her lack of remorse, there was a special gravity <laughs> that so that given to the given to the sentencing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Yeah, and then it talks about Richard Ramirez for the rest of it, but yeah. Okay. Weird. Check out the tweet I just dropped in the chat. Um the the amount of women that do this. I mean, she was specifically going after uh D- 
degenerates, people that were on uh, a fetish website. Yeah. So, based, right? No, she's whatever. The whole thing's kind of fucking just a funny story. There, there you go. This was this was her profile picture. What? Where'd you post it? Skype chat. It's the easiest to. Yeah, I mean, I can see why guys would fall for that. I could see, you know, she has definitely female Q angle there. It's all yeah. She's actually a female. <laughs> actually a female. Well, you gotta, so, you have to, you know, you have to differentiate on this show. I don't know if you know that, dog. I, 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 I know, I know, yeah. and it, some would say it's my fault. Uh, I, they would, and that's and that's fine with me, and it's totally fine because I, I don't mind that being you because I was suspended from Twitter at the time. <laughs> well, I had to explain to a mutual today that they had shared a picture of Justine Bateman. Hmm. Mallory from Family Ties, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just replied with "That is dot dot dot," and they they didn't they didn't want to hear it. Yeah, nobody they didn't. Want, but when you looked at this picture of a fifty year old Justine Bateman, where where did they obvious. post it? Where did they post it? On Twitter. Oh, I'll I'll see if I can't find it. All right, seriously. All right. Not that I care, because I'm pretty sure it's a dude. All right, let's move on. Simp slaying Sarah. Uh, what else we got? Um, we got trucker stuff, right? Uh, yes, we do. You want to do trucker stuff now? We want to do... Uh, we got trucker stuff. We got lone scum. We got uh, we also there's Nazi also grannies. Ball. We got what? There's also some sports ball stuff. What do you mean? Some sports ball spoop. What sports ball? Well, sports ball commercial spoop was it, from Sunday. Was there a basketball game or something? Uh, baseball. What season is it? I well, I, it's February. I think they call it the superb owl. This, oh, this superb owl was on. So they were in. So they were at uh, Bohemian Grove. Yes. Cool. Yes, and they were taught. They were tossing a baby's head around. Ah, yes, right. It was the. Um, that was the Super Bowl, right? It was the the Bengals and the the Rams in L.A. Yes. Yeah. And did anything that Skull said come true? Um. I don't know what he. I don't. You remember like the lambs being sacrificed to the tigers in the year of the tiger in China and all that. You remember that? Oh, uh, no. The Bengals lost. Right. So the lambs were not sacrificed. The Rams lambs were not sacrificed. But it was 33 years since the Bengals had made it to the superb owl. Right. There was a 33 there. Um, I do recall that one of their defensive ends said that they wanted to win it for Harambe. Uh, yes. Yes. And they did not do it for Harambe. No, they did not win it for Harambe. They no. lost it. And Harambe is eternally sad. He's, yeah. Harambe is just, he's never going to get his justice. So. No, but, but uh, what was the spoop? You know, was it, I know there's it is no, the I, one day. 
I know people watch it for the commercials, right? That's it. I don't watch a Super Bowl. I hate you know, sports ball, but I watch it for the commercials. Okay, so right, they hate they hate ads and commercials every other day out of the year. But the Super Bowl commercials, has, yeah, it's become somehow an American tradition mm-hmm. to watch commercials the day of the superb owl during and, during the owl's superbness, right? And it just so happens just so happens that the commercials have been getting worse and worse and worse, even for people that are watching the superb owl for the catchy commercials. So these, some of these were explicitly bad. I, uh, there was one like, like how bad that was, well, there was one for Disney, which we know is satanic and their commercial was, showing a bunch of goats in different costumes of their different satanic characters. Some of which they, you know, now own like which, star Wars. Oh, goats and the Marvel. Like so goats? it had the, had the goat captain Marvel with the star of Ishtar on its chest. And, uh, were the yeah. goats like anthropomorphic, like anthropomorphized? Like no, they were, just they were goats? like goats. Like you okay. would want to own. Cause they're just cute goats. But they put them in outfits, and they Don't had a. Uh, okay, first of all, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Okay, uh, y- goats you just own because they're cute. I I know I know you're goats? over there. No, you're getting goats to feed to your chupacabras. So don't don't shh shh shh. They can hear you. Okay. They they'll get excited, and it's like. Late. We don't talk about. Don't talk about. You're gonna do. You're not getting goats for for anything other than nefarious purposes. Let's be honest here. And by it's nefarious, not nefarious. I mean, it's not nefarious to feed your rare canid. Rare, probably illegal in several dimensions, but whatever. Okay. Well. Anyway, that's your opinion. Anyway. <laughs> That's like your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hadn't had heard that in a really. I hadn't heard that since the nineties. <laughs> well, no, dude. Uh, whenever I that. hear that, I think like, well, that's like your opinion, dude. Like that's you know, the Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, that yeah. one too. Still nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, like one of the ultimate nineties yeah. movies. Yeah, probably one of the best ones. Oh. Even though it's Coen Brothers. It's, even though it's Coen Brothers, it's all kind of Freemasonic symbolism and stuff in there. Yeah, a lot of fucked up shit going oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, they're not Nazis, Donnie. They're just cowards. <laughs> <laughs> they're nihilists. They're just cowards. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Um. Are they so Nazis, Walter. <laughs> oh my god. So the goats were dressed up like Captain America with the Star of Ishtar. Well, Captain Marvel is the one with the Star of Ishtar on it. Oh, I'm so sorry. So is Wonder Woman. I don't. But it's okay. I don't remember. Uh, that was one of the bad ones. Uh, there was another one with a home COVID test that is like Alexa. And it had this kid who's really, really anxious. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he may have COVID. And the mom's really, really concerned that he may have COVID. And all the other devices, all the other spying devices around the house are... Uh, they're communicating with the new spying device that has medical history that goes straight into the cloud. Mm. And the kid gets 
tested and they stick a little like a like a little stick into the the white covid test box and then it it tells you whether you're negative or positive. Mhm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh yeah. This is kind of spooky. Hmm. Uh, there was another one for a product called Liquid Death. Ah, the water. Yes, product? it's a canned water called Liquid Death. Interesting. Yeah, there's Just a bunch the whole- of kids partying, drinking Liquid Death, which the can for water, mind you, looks identical to alcohol, al- alcoholic beverages. Sure, or like the white can's the monster, but yeah. And then it shows a pregnant mother liquid death drink drinking liquid she walks out she walks out she walks out with her belly hanging out while the kids are trashing the house and she's also drinking liquid death now (laughs) some people may not remember this but liquid death also had a commercial that where there were demons there's a demon woman in hell and she was complaining that all the plastic bottles from earth are coming Mm -hmm. down into hell and trashing hell so you need to start drinking liquid death uh, because you want hell to be more beautiful because you're going to end up there anyway. Right. Totally not satanic. No. It's supposed to be edgy. Wait, it's what? just edgy. It's just edgy advertising, Johnny. There's not. There's there's nothing going on here. It's not like it's everything, but it's everything. Oh, and speaking of Taco Bell, we brought up Taco Bell earlier. Yes, we did. Uh, there was literal Clown World commercial with a bunch of uh, a bunch of mystery meat and brown people paying up like clowns driving around in a German vehicle, and uh, they end up at a Taco Bell. So, say, some satanic diversity clown symbology going on. Hmm. Uh, the the worst one was the Meta commercial. Yeah, the Meta commercial was like it was like a Chuck E. Cheese animals come to life sort of a thing, but out of the grave. It was a band. They were in a band called the Comets, and they were at a pizza parlor. Right. There's a Chuck E. Cheese type stuff. Yeah. Comets. Pizza. Comet pizza, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Comet ping pong pizza. Yep. You could be with your friends again, but it can't be in real life and it will be in a virtual world where nobody has legs. Yeah, they did they only did they only show anybody everybody from the waist up or did nobody have legs? It's, nobody has legs in meta verse. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, you also can't get within four feet of anybody else because there's already been meta rape. Oh, apparently. Yes. No, no, people have been meta groped already. Oh, it's just meta groped, not meta raped? Okay. I mean, you know, like, it, you know, according to certain academic people, uh, groping is considered rape now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's without consent. Right. Whether anything's been penetrated or not doesn't matter. It's, you know. Hmm. I think someone got charged with rape at USC because he kissed a woman who was passed out drunk. 
he he was charged with rape. I think they ended up dropping it, but it's still still pretty crazy. It's, yeah, that's weird. No consent, bro. Right? You didn't get your consent form signed, bro. I'm not saying people should be kissing people who are passed out or anything. I'm not. I'm not promoting that here on the Paranormies. I'm just saying you shouldn't get charged with rape. Right. Right. Those were some of the worst commercials. What's that? The the fake rape commercials? Oh, yeah. The the yeah, the, the, the the ones for for Duke. You know, enroll enroll your boys at Duke, your white boys at oh, Duke dude. so they can get accused of rape. <sighs> so they can get accused of rape by a, by a, by a whore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. No, I was talking. Uh, uh, you know, the Super Bowl commercials. Oh right, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they were all bad, Johnny. I'm sure. They're all terrible. I'm sure. Uh, they 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 haven't been good probably ever. Yeah. Uh probably never. Yeah. I think it's the whole thing. I remember watching like when I used to watch sports ball. And I used to watch the commercials, and they were, you know, back in the day, they were pretty cool, you know, like because I was into that stuff, and like I can't, I, I can't even go near a television now; it just hurts. Like I see, I see the narrative in like literally everything, and it is, it's, and it's bad. It's like from every little kids show on PBS, like, um, like if you go to Roku. Like not even like regular television, um, or you know, or or Hulu or whatever. You know, you don't have to. So you don't have to look at commercials. Um, and like you know, I have we, we have a we have a little one, and we're trying to look for. You know, you you gotta stay away from the Disney. You gotta stay away from. Okay, you gotta stay away from this kids programming thing. Now he goes, what's on PBS? Let's see what's on PBS. Sesame Street can't be bad. Well, Sesame Street's terrible. It's been terrible for years. Uh, it's probably always been terrible. Um. Mr. Rogers. Well, Mr. Rogers is, was good, right? Mr. Rogers was fine. And you go back and it's all diversity stuff. You know, and it's like oh, there was never been, there's never been any good children's programming ever. And there isn't any now. Like even like, like the stuff out there now is just like openly terrible. You know? It, Man, and, I, I went back and watched Star Blazers and I, I still like it. Star Blazers? Yeah, with the with the Argo, the the spaceship, and they got the wave motion gun, and uh, I don't believe I've ever seen it. What they got the the Black Tiger Squadron? It's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It was a Japanese cartoon called uh, Battleship Yamato, and when they brought over here to the United States, they called it uh, Star Blazers. I don't remember that. Yeah, and they didn't want to name. They didn't want to. So. The premise of the Japanese series is they raise, they uh, they have to save the the galaxy or whatever, hmm. and so they decided to raise up a Japanese battleship that was sunk in World War II, and then uh, refurbish it with a bunch of space stuff. Vaguely and, familiar. Don't recall this though. Okay, but in, in the United States, because there's still a lot of World War II veterans that were grandparents at the mm-hmm. time, they couldn't they couldn't really be resurrecting the ship Yamato, so they named it the Argo. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they took out all references to to the ship being Japanese. 
Hmm. But uh, the front had like a big hole in the front with like a, like a corkscrew shape on the inside. And it had a big old laser gun in the front called a, the wave motion gun. Hmm. Okay. Well, I vaguely remember this. I don't really remember it. I remember Thundercats. Thundercats. Man, was if great, I dude. If, if I played you the theme song, the Star Blazers, you would totally remember it. Maybe, maybe. Just doesn't sound familiar. All right, but I'm talking about, dude. I'm talking about like little kid stuff. Like no, by the time, that's by, terrible. By the time you get old enough to watch like Star Blazers or Gundam or or or, or uh, you know, uh, Thundercats or Voltron or any of that kind of stuff, you're you're past the stuff I'm talking about. You know, like the little kid stuff, the the Teletubbies, which is disgusting. Um, the what was the one with the the clock, the comfy couch? Uh, the comfy couch already sounds like some pedo shit, man. Right. There was the oh, there's your yeah there's it wasn't just pedo stuff it was like transhumanism chimera shit it was like a dog girl dog girl yeah she used to do dude grognak look that up put the, look that Jamie dude Peppa like Peppa Pig is terrible Peppa Pig like their heads are literally drawn like a dick and balls yes the pig's heads are drawn we like had, a penis we had the Zoobles do you remember those Johnny the Zoobles sounds familiar also yeah. That was like pe- live action, like song and dance people dressed like animals with face paint and stuff. That was mm-hmm. horrifying. Yeah. Furries. Yes, it was furries. R- remember how uh, uh, it big. was. It, it was remember the- how it was a conspiracy amongst the religious right in the 90s that the purple Teletubby was the homosexual Teletubby? Mm hmm. What, what was the basis on that? Like, what was their. What was the reasoning behind that? Because every time I see the Teletubbies, I think they're all homosexual. But for some right. reason, the purple one stood out as more homosexual than purse. the rest. Right. Hey, look at what I just dropped in the chat. There's the. That's awful. I don't want to look at that closer. I'm just saying. Look at yeah. Just the. Just the 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 thumbnail is terrible. The, th- the thumbnail looks right. Really creepy. But that was like. Okay, so that show right there, you have, um, hold on one second, Lunette the Clown and her Dolly Molly. Okay, so she's a clown. She's not a dog. Just, okay, never mind. I'm, I'm looking. Well, I don't know. We had a regional uh, children's uh, children's program called Peppermint Place, uh-huh. and there was an elderly gentleman who is dressed up in uh like pepper, a peppermint stripe sort of uh, barbershop quartet outfit. His name was Mr. Peppermint. And he had a like a raccoon puppet named Muffin that had sort of a black kid's voice. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Okay. So I was wrong. And, I just, I just, and, I conflated two shows. There's not any, there's not any chimerism. She's a clown. The hair just makes her look like she's got dog ears. So she's Nephilim. So she's Nephilim. Yeah. Okay. Just as bad. Okay. Just as bad. But I mean, so Mr. she used to Mr. do like Pep- weird yoga stuff and, and it was like m- m- kids, you know, play school's my first boner. That was, that was like that show. What are you saying? She's like hot or something? Well, for like, you know, an eight, nine year old kid. 
You know, you're like, what is this feeling going on? Yeah, she was kind of attractive. Guarantee your rule 36 applies, or whatever it is, 86. What is that? If it exists, there is porn of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's terrible. What is it, rule so, 84? I, I don't 74, what's the rule? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead and tell me about the other thing that was disturbing. Mr. Peppermint's son? Oh, boy. Was the lead singer of Butthole Surfers. Gibby Haynes. Gibby Haynes. Oh, for some reason, Pepper Keenan keeps coming to mind, but that's the wrong guy. So that was uh, that was always really strange. You know, how does... You know, you're, the, you're like a, uh, a local childhood sort of hero guy. Mm-hmm. And your your kid goes that wrong, goes lead singer of Butthole Surfers wrong. Yeah, what's, what's wrong with being the singer of a popular band called Butthole Surfers? It was an ironic name. Mm. <laughs> not really. I mean, were they gay? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they're we. I mean, they're definitely degenerate. They're '90s band. Of course, they were degenerate. I think they're like late eighties, early nineties band, I guess. Yeah. I think they were like I think I think half their stuff came out in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, late eighties. Yeah. Did they ever tour with corn? Probably. But ah funny. Very funny. Wow. That's that was that was that was uh instead of looking up. Instead of looking up the thing that we were looking up, you know, he came up with that one. Well played. All right. Are we getting close to the break? I don't know. Let me look. Yes, we are getting close to the break. What are we doing for break this week, guys? We're going to do the, the Pussifer song? I mean, we can, but I, I have I have a song handy if i mean you usually do but like like grognak picked it this pussifer thing which is i don't get me wrong i love it because it's pussifer um this is what bread and circus yes grognak super bowl super bowl song bread and circus for the super bowl ah yes bread and circus from the album existential reckoning yes this is maynard james keenan and pussifer and we'll be back
everybody we're back this is still the paranormies present the nationalist inquirer with dogbots and grognak i am johnny monoxide uh before the break i have no idea what we were talking about i totally lost whatever train of thought we had going so we're going to start off with some other content how about that all right um so it wouldn't be nationalist inquirer if we didn't do a lone scum segment so lone scum uh, via Tesla. So Tesla segregated black workers into separate areas that its employees referred to as porch monkey stations, the dark side, the slave ship, and the plantation. So are you trying to say that Lone Scum is based? What I'm trying to say is whoever runs that factory is based. Uh, Lone Scum, no. So apparently... Oh, there's a trigger warning. There's a trigger warning on this article. Warning, this story quotes several racist slurs allegedly directed at black workers at Tesla's California plant, according to a lawsuit filed against the company. Now, this is... Oh, this is the Tesla factory in... Um, in, in uh, what do you call it? In Fremont. I actually did work on that place when it was supposed to be Solyndra. So, oh, I remember Solyndra. Yeah. There's wow. an Obama. There's an Obama gift to his buddy. Like six billion dollars. Here you go. To his buddies. Yeah, yeah. We're like putting on the finishing touches, like you know, like like putting up lighting trims and stuff. And they're like, all right, everybody, here's everybody's laid off. What do you mean? Yeah, it's. I'm closed. not gonna lie. I, I wish I had a cylinder promotional T-shirt or like hat. I don't even remember even ever seeing any of that stuff. So. No, but like if you worked for the company or whatever, you know, like, or if you're like in the front office. <laughs> well, there really yeah. wasn't any front office. This was like supposed to be their big manufacturing center that never opened. It literally got like 97% of the way done. Anyway, so Tesla's uh, Tesla's manufacturing facility, the factory out there in Fremont, um, you know, they said they had uh, black workers were relegated to difficult physical jobs like scrubbing the floor on their hands and knees, according to a lawsuit. Uh, what's the likelihood of that? I mean, 
only black workers were given the factory's most difficult jobs. The lawsuit states. We only got to take four breaks on our shift. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Graffiti, including KKK, Go Back to Africa, The Hangman's News, The Confederate Flag, and F the N-Word. We're carved into restroom walls, workplace benches, and lunch tables, and we're slow to be erased, the lawsuit says. That is bullshit. I, I left California see, a long I time ago. I have seen pictures of these. Yeah. I, I mean, if this is the case, if this is, I mean, I used to live out there, and I don't believe in any of this stuff. I don't believe anybody did this. This is the case of what you do in there, Tyrone. Huh. Yes. The company provides the best-paying jobs in the automotive industry at a time when manufacturing jobs are leaving California. Yeah. Also, well, I mean, you know, uh, Lone Scum is moving the company's headquarters from Palo Alto to Austin, and he's also building a new major assembly plant there. Probably planning to get rid of the California thing because taxes are out fucking rages. This is only black workers had to scrub floors on their hands and knees. Are you kidding? Yeah, I don't believe that. I, I don't know. The, this, the, the part here where it says not only were black workers subjected to willful malicious harassment, but they were also denied promotions, paid less than other workers for the same jobs. Uh, they were disciplined for infractions for which other workers were not penalized. I, I don't know. I know people that work in corporate manufacturing right now. And it's literally the opposite everywhere. Yeah, it's, and, and it's, I'm supposed to believe in California, right? That it's somehow that 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 it's like somehow somehow in California these people aren't being exalted well beyond their station. Yeah, I mean, and this is also the largest ever lawsuit brought by the state for racial discrimination in terms of the size for the affected workforce. So this is the biggest lawsuit ever in the history of ever for racial discrimination. And I find this, in California, I find this extremely hard to believe. You know? Hmm. Structural racism. They're talking about structural racism. 1,548 cases of racial complaints. Wait, 1,548? Mm-hmm. That's because when they heard a few of their buddies were doing it, they decided to throw well, uh, some shit in there yeah, too, right? Exactly, like, exactly. Like it's a lawsuit. Like it's mm-hmm. so they're they're gonna get cash out of it, right? I don't. I don't. Black workers make up 20% of Tesla's factory assemblers, but there are no black executives and just 3% of professionals at the Fremont plant are black, the lawsuit says. I mean, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe that this is happening in California like that. I just don't. Well, California cares more about their, their browns than they do their blacks. This is, this is true, but California blacks do have quite a bit of power. And I I would strongly like to look at the executives that do work there. I guarantee very few of them are white, and much more of them are Pajit or right, right. Uh, Chinese. Well, it's, it's Tesla, so yeah, a good chance that they're not white at all. 
I like the, I, I like it, it's it's pretty interesting that they require hired employees to sign arbitration agreements relegating any complaints to secret proceedings with private judges without an option to appeal. Well, it's a non-union. You know, it's a non-union facility, so it's individual bargaining. Yeah, which which always goes the way of the individual, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's literally the point of the unions, but yeah. yeah. Oh, they even managed to they even managed to blame Trump in this article. Oh, did they? Yeah, ever since Trump started running for president in 2015, there has been this change in attitude by people who harbor racist thoughts and racist beliefs, he said. They think that they can speak out and say whatever they want to say. Oh, God, heaven forbid. So so the uh, the lead attorney in the suit, uh, he said it has 30 pending cases involving the N-word. So 1,528 complaints and only 30 pending cases with the n-word right besides the n-word uh they included slurs <laughs> this is this is good monkey toes banana boy hood rats and mayate which is a spanish word for dung beetle and i wish reinhardt was here to let us know hold on what was the word hold on what was the word mayate mayate yeah mayate that's proper may may mayate m-a-y a-T-E. That's, that's my... Don't, don't, don't do that. Fit. You, you, know, you live in fucking Texas. Listen, if we had the resident Mexican, I mean, pronunciation He's expert on Puerto here, Rican. he'd be able to let us know Puerto Rican. how He's that's not Mexican. truly pronounced. Listen. Puerto Rican, Mexican, same thing. Oof. You, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I mean... There's there's a whole lot of people in the northeastern area of, of the United States that would disagree with you, and a lot of Florida. Anyway, um, okay, uh, Puerto Ricans don't like being called Mexicans. Well, you know, I got I got a couple other choice words too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's, let's moving on, moving on, back to Tesla. Um, where was I just but, saw? Oh, oh, wait, wait, well, hold on one second. If anybody's being called this Spanish word for dung beetle, right? Right. So basically, it's not white people. Call uh, like, listen. White people don't use the term mayate. Worked at a place where the Mexicans are working with the blacks. They hate blacks. They they hate. They're way more racist towards blacks. Oh yeah. Then, but generally. Monkey toes, though? Like, who the fuck calls so many monkey toes? Uh, I've never even heard Banana Boy. Yeah, me neither. Like, I never either. So apparently, uh, there was a complaint lodged by a female black employee who said her female white boss struck her with a hot grinding tool, called her a stupid nigger, and insulted her intelligence. Okay, so wouldn't... In addition to the stupid... I mean, like... The suit says the supervisor was fired, but later rehired. <clears throat> another man was another report. Excuse me, was filed by a man who said he wrote directly to Lone Scum himself to complain about racial harassment, and was told by Lone Scum himself to report to Human Resources where he was fired. Uh. None of this. Sounds like anything that you could legally do in California. Like, 
as far as employee employment goes. Um, Tesla hires most of its workers through 14 staffing agencies to as- avoid responsibility, the state lawsuit asserts. Carmaker declines to investigate complaints by staffing agency workers, although most of the black workers were employed by the staffing firms. Mm. I don't know. If I had an X on my keyboard, I would press it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't have one. The assembly lines being segregated by race with black workers and Latino workers in separate work areas. That sounds like a good idea. That is actually right? a good idea because well, the, the Mexicans don't want to work with the blacks and the blacks. Don't if want you to work want, with the Mexicans. if you if you care about productivity, you're going to be like, and the blacks don't want to work with the Mexicans. Right. So, so uh, like, like, why wouldn't you? Well, they have do if it's Mexican women. Where, they they do if it's Mexican women. Yeah, but then then there's some real uh, anim. That maybe that's maybe that's where some of the animus showed up in the break room and the bathrooms. I mean, possibly. You know, because Mexican dudes do not like black dudes hitting on their chicks. No, not at all. So the the solution here is just don't hire blacks, right? Since, that, since I, they're, they're going to be a, this is this was the the my takeaway. Yeah. So yeah, they're just going to hire less blacks. They'll hire just the bare minimum. Right. Well, in California, that depends on where you. I mean, you have a lot of local hiring practices like city hire programs where you have to hire people from within city limits. And a lot of times, you know. That happening. These places are like in a very black neighborhoods. So that's how you end up with a high black um, number of employees. Anyway, moving on. The, 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 the draconian thing is that there's a there's there's a monitoring system, a tracking system for discrimination put in place after after the lawsuit. That's part of the part of the suit. Okay. So that's that's where the diversity, that's where they get the diversity czars start coming in. You know, right, right. You, you have to bring it. You bring in the consultants. You, you got to kick somebody out of their office and give their office to one of these fucking diversity mm. flunkies. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this this at the end of this article, they talk about a bunch of other staffing firms who get sued um, for racial harassment. Uh, Moreno Valley it's, case it's, against Ryder the, Integrated Logistics staffing firm, 121 black the workers. It's Jesse Jackson grift uh, yeah. transposed onto other stuff, right? Yeah. He called me to N-word. Prove it. You can't. You don't have to. I, I can't, but I'm going on the news. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're fucked now. Right. Uh, like, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what they say, but like. These lawsuits happen all the time. Settled for $2 million. This other one was settled for $1.4 million. A major uh, Cardinal Health, major giant medical distribution company, and its staffing agency, Apple One, settled a $1.4 million lawsuit uh, because of a case that involved frequent N-word harassment, graffiti, and job discrimination affecting hundreds of black workers. So they get in their reparations. That's how they get in their reparations. So in Ontario, that's all of them, right? Ontario, California. 
Oh, 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 sorry. Canada. There's a lot of Canada. There's a lot of blacks in Canada. There's a lot of blacks up there, too. You'd be surprised. A lot of stuff going, a lot of trucks in Canada. Yeah, a lot of trucks in Canada. We're going to do, you want, you want to segue to the trucker stuff? That's fine. We got to do some trucker stuff, right? Yeah. So give, send, go. Uh, give send go got hacked it wasn't really hacked when it's like publicly available information I, I wish people would stop calling it hacking um, you know somebody just went somebody who had a lot of time you know maybe a couple of people who had a lot of time went through publicly available information and, and found all the information of the donors these things like give send go these these um, uh, what do you call them these uh GoFundMe alternatives, you know, that, that pop up all the time. Uh, they seem to be run by retards, boomers, um, you know, just your average morons that run these things. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know why people can't do things properly. Like, you know, if you're going to do a money collecting for a cause sort of thing, like maybe make it so that people that you don't like that you're making mad. Like, you know, like you say, like you like this trucker protest because it makes people you don't like mad. Well, people right. that you don't like are going to find a way to get to, to that money and dox people. So like, maybe don't do that. I don't know. Anyways. The, the thing, the thing is, is if you think you're donating to these alternatives and you're under some kind of cloak of anonymity. Yeah. That's, I don't know whatever led you to that conclusion. So, no. You need to if you're donating to these comp if you're donating to these sorts of causes and you're a hundred percent confident that if your name gets out there that you donate to these causes that it will not affect your daily life, then by all means continue to go ahead. Well, like for instance, one of the people that was revealed uh that's donated to these causes apparently runs a car dealership or something in in Florida. And they posted a picture of this guy, and he's just like a total Chad in a suit. Right. Right. It's not likely. It's not likely that that dude's life is going to be affected in any way, shape, or form. Sure. It's, uh, you know, but, but 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 some people in Cal, uh, some people in Canada where it's occurring right now, they're having their bank accounts seized. Yes. And they're having they're they're having their lives flipped and turned upside down if they donated twenty five dollars to this cause. Yes, let me find. We had the audio. Where did we put it in the? Grognack. Uh... No, 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 we had the audio in one of these multiple chats that we have. There it is. Okay, here we go. Check this out. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. We are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your semi-trailers home. The Canadian economy needs them to be doing legitimate work, not to be illegally making us all poorer. That's so weird. Yeah. Right? Not to be like, illegally like we, making we, us poorer. We need you to work, mm -hmm. not make us poor. The Canadian economy. Yeah, you know, like it has it's it's so dark. Yeah, that wasn't anything to do with the gives and go people, but 
in addition, but it is. In, right? It, it, oh, no, it, in it addition to the, these, are, this was this was a direct attack on the the truckers themselves. So if you have a commercially registered vehicle in that area and you're involved in this this trucker thing, then you're going to have your registration and your your insurance pulled. And now watching, you know, watching the uh, watching the uh, the video and looking over at the um, the deaf person doing the sign language. Why does the sign language never look like they're no, saying it, it, the right words? It, well, if it's a black person, half the time they're just making shit up. It turns out, but uh, it's a, it, it's some weird. This is about oops, some, on. It's I, some I weird additional humiliation ritual on yeah. top of the humiliation ritual. Uh, the it, de- but like the deaf people don't don't like closed captioning titles exist. It's it's totally uh, there's no justification for it with right. every single like like the one that was really out of control was the governor Cuomo when he was doing his covid updates. I mean, he oh. basically had someone do having like an epileptic seizure no, in the background. There's one there's one from I believe it's Seattle and the guy is like famous the uh the the deaf um the sign language guy. He does like he does like interpretive dance. Right. That's yeah. what, that's all. That's, did you happen to read the article I posted to the channel today by Marty Phillips? I read simulated about three quarters of it, and I was like, it's, yeah, "I love Marty's writing. It's really good it's, stuff." But it's I, really I like great what, article. I like the. I it's like on the point that. Well, okay, it's on was, the American Sun. Yes, it's on the American Sun. It's the newest article up there. Um, go ahead, dog. Go ahead. Uh, I liked his point about if if you really want to hit the system, you can't do it at the end point. Like uh, the Antifa found found out that holding a courthouse hostage for for weeks did nothing to the system that they were trying to stop. Right. Right. And uh, and you can smash and burn a target, and it doesn't really do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, the system just moves on. January six protesters found out that your life can get flipped and turned upside down just by wandering the halls of Congress. The levers of power aren't being pulled there. But what you find out is that when you hit the supply line like these these truckers have, Mm -hmm. that it really does make them move and have to do something. Right. But at the same time, don't forget that that this Great Reset thing, uh, this trucker strike actually plays right into that. Like a supply line disruption plays into that. Well, the, I mean, it, it, it's almost like throw your hands up. But well, I guess there's nothing we can do about it, right? What do you mean? Who throw their hands up? Us or them? Any everybody? Just throw your hands up. They they they've won. Just let it all happen, right? You know, I I mean that's uh, no. I don't. Know. Are you saying like give up? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it does. Do but that. Damned you know. if you do, damned if you don't, right? Right. It is quite a bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, dude, implying that this game hasn't hasn't been been rigged and and already won a long time ago. Yeah, I still uh, I still love seeing it though. Sure. I, no, I, I love don't. Seeing, uh, I still love seeing the really pissed off libtards. Did, Again, did you see? That is that's all there is. That's all there is. Is is to uh, what is it to? So what was Conan saying? To hear the lamentations of their women? Like, what is it? Uh, fuck. I'm going <laughs> to... The molestation of some... Not nah, a Conan the Barbarian line. What's the line, Grognak? 
What is Grognack, what is best in life? Line. I don't know it by heart. Yeah, what is best in life to some, something something and to hear the lamentations of their women? Uh, God damn it! I don't. I should know this quote. You should, but you don't. I know. Did you see the Optimus Prime uh, counter protester sign that I posted in the chat? I did not. It is to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women. That is ah, right. there you go. That is right. That's, That's what is what is best in life. Um, yeah. but yeah, I know what is best in life is to own the libs. Like at this point, there's really not much else to do. It's like you know, it's like it's like what Billy Crystal said. You know, with mostly dead, there's something you can do. With all dead, all you can do is run through the pockets and check for loose change. Right? We're like at all dead right now. Just you know, so run the pockets, get the loose change, and own the libtards. Speaking of libtards, will you please look at this Optimus Prime? I've already looked at the Optimus Prime thing. It's terrible. Don't make me look at it again. But it's it's so it's so beautiful in its terribleness. This is one of the worst protest signs I've seen in a really really long time. Yeah. But Optimus Prime, instead of having the big black gun that he did in the '80s cartoons, Mm -hmm. he's got a giant vaccination needle. Yes. And it says Optimus Prime, the real trucking hero, which is funny because it's literally a fictional robot truck. But real fucking hero, real trucking hero, get it? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. These your your libtards love to curse. He supports Ottawa residents as well as he supports vaccinations, vaccination passports, LGBTQU. Uh, RTSV LNA uh, community. <laughs> he supports science. He supports democratically elected government. He supports wearing a mask. And then it says hashtag Decepticonservatives. <sighs> and then and then he's got and then it's got uh, Optimus Prime pointing at the bottom and it says free dumb convoy. So it's a smush word between free and dumb. Roll out of our city. Thank they you for felt, describing it so I don't have to post it to anything. They felt really good doing this, and the lettering is so terrible on it. Like, Well, the lettering on the on Libtard's uh, posters, uh, protest signs, they're always terrible. I mean, they couldn't get a ruler, and... and no. You know, they... No. They couldn't get a fresh Sharpie. I, I just... I. It's so lazy. It's just it's very frustrating. Lament, you know, lamentation is a really difficult four-syllable word for a barbarian. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. To crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women. Not really. I mean, I mean is it barbarian four syllables? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not just saying four syllable letter, uh, four syllable words in general are are difficult for barbarians. You're just saying that specific that, one. That's a. I mean, he prays to Crom. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Are you? Are you? This is just. It's just one of my things. I don't get it. Who's Crom? He's. He's. Conan's God. All right, but what? 
That's a one-syllable god for his four-syllable acronym. I, I'm four-syllable acronyms. What's I mean? If you could make an acronym out of lamentation, I, I would. I would no, applaud I you. I don't think. I think you guys are. What What are you guys doing? First of all, what What are you trying to say about What are you trying to say about Conan the Barbarian? That he's like, his grug, and shouldn't be able to say lamentation. Maybe he heard somebody else say it and he thought it sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, mean, I, I knew a jock one time that he would hear people say certain things and he would adopt that saying and he didn't really know exactly what it meant, but he knew it sounded cool when he said it. Well, that's what that's what George Bush Jr. did, like this whole presidency. Like he heard Cheney say something cool and so like he just kind of repeated it. Hmm. That's some Bush lore I wasn't familiar with. I don't know. I I made that up, dude. That's like, did you ever listen to the guy though? Uh, the the Texas accent was a put on. Yeah, he's he from Connecticut. From, yeah, he's from Connecticut. Yeah. They're... Uh, so I a unfortunately, mutual, a mutual sent me a really strange short video today. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in her district, they have a you know those electronic billboards. Yeah, the ones uh, that like dis- they change between like the get your vaccine and then you know the, if you know people that have or have an addiction to opiates, uh, you know, call this number. And then the next one is like, uh, like a like a like a drunk driving attorney. And yeah, I've seen those. So this one, it apparently there's a, a contentious school board election coming up. Ooh. And this and this video and this video board is glitching out. And I I posted the picture in the chat. And it's the Buffalo Jamiroquai Q Shaman guy. And it says... The actual actor. Uh, yeah, or just his face. And he's, like, screaming or no, whatever. No, he was an actual, like, card-carrying, you know, Screen Actors Guild card-carrying actor. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. yeah, 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 he totally was. He totally still is. Yeah. And it says, do you want this guy running our school board? Vote. Paid by sane people. Paid for by sane people. Mm. Which is ironic because I bothered to watch the vaccinations special of South Park. I had access to it this weekend. And I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. And one of the subplots of the vaccination special is that the Q-tards decide, uh, decide to become tutors. Uh, for students who are sick of having to wear masks in school and sick of the online teaching by teachers. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, co- they're literally going into kids' homes and teaching them. And they're teaching oh them about satanic pedophiles and adren- adrenochrome. Oh, boy. So in a way, this sort of harkens back to the South Park vaccinations episode. Hmm. Weird, crazy. Well, they're, how nature uh, do they're that. comparing they're comparing the people that don't want their kids being taught to, you know, their daughters to lop their tits off and their kids to lop their dicks off, and <sighs> and if they're white, to that everything that their ancestors have ever done is evil, and they're evil for being white. So you're talking yeah. about like the basic education that every kid gets in public school now. 
Right, but now it's a little it's it's so much more explicit apparently. Right. No, and, no. Oh, we were just talking about this today actually. Um like why like why we homeschool is because of stuff like that. And my my friends uh my friends kids they're like one's one and a half and one's two and a half and the other one's like three and they're all going to homeschool uh, and two of them are teachers former teachers <laughs> yeah so like they're comparing parents that want to do that to the QAnon shaman buffalo jamiroquai guy right 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 so they're saying that if you want to homeschool your kids you are no different than the uh fake actor uh crisis actor that uh pretended to be an insane cutard at the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah. You're no different than him. It's it's, it's also tiresome. It like like my my insane with anger button is is broken. Like my X button is broken on my computer. I like pressing X to die. I I have no X button anymore, right? Um I, I my my disgust reaction is, you know, is is broke. Like I saw that 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 what is it, Stephen Brink? Whatever the fuck that thing that's in charge of the nuclear energy thing now. I saw that and I was just like, hm, yep. You know, like it, none of this is surprising. It's all, it's tiresome. It's just like, you know, uh, who was it that said that there was going to be no actual, like, who, which collapse, bro? Was it Graph Bro or whatever? It said there was going to be no actual collapse. We were just going to like, uh, just slowly grind our way into like a, I don't know. And just going to I mean it'll continue to hobble along but like at like a you know three flat tires and a blown rod. You know? Um well that's the basic premise of Dark Age America mm. uh, by John Michael Greer. I strongly recommend everybody either finding the audiobook or checking that out or, or his other book the Ecotechnic the Ecotechnic Future. But uh Oh wow. Basic- wow, there was a segue that you were totally ready for. Normally, normally Dogbot's like, well, I wasn't totally prepared to do that tonight, but all I had to do was mention this, and he's like, John Michael Greer, like, you know, wow, look at you. So basically, Collapse <laughs> is a slow and ponderous thing. It's not yes. a Hollywood experience. It's a no. It, it's it's a system. It, it's a system failure shutdown, and 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 things end up becoming unpredictable because you don't know what little elements of the system are going to fail first. Right, but. But the other reason, it's not going to be a Hollywood-style, you know, spectacular shutdown. Uh, But that is what we have seen in history, though. I mean, it has happened that way. Like, the Soviet Union collapsed was not a very long time. Uh, Venezuela's collapse did not take very long. Um, Other countries' collapses, it did not take very long. Ours is because... It collapsed, but still exists. What's that? Right. Like Russia pulled itself out of the, the morass of the well, Soviet we, Union, right? Well, we held up the Soviet Union the entire time. The only reason the Soviet Union even collapsed in the first place is that America was having its own sort of economic, economic crisis in the 80s, the savings and loan scandal. The Jews were like, they're like, oh, let's fuck everybody all at once, you know? And America couldn't support. America, it, it's the strangest case of of two countries that hate each other uh, and are supposedly at war and one of them is completely dependent on the other one for survival. The Soviet Union wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for American tax dollars and uh, uh, like grain. Grain. Oh, that's right. We were giving them a lot. Of, we were exporting a lot of food to them. The food and the money. Winter, right? Yeah. Like, like I, th- I thought we were in the Cold War with them. Why are we, like, why are we helping them? What the fuck? 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I mean, mean it's, we, it's just another, another, you know, just another chapter in the fake and gay history of everything. Right. You know, the old, you know, the old uh, saying we fought, we fought the wrong enemy in World War Two. Yeah, but no, no, nobody. Fought, don't even get me started. Stop it. <sighs> just <laughs> more, you know, parts of the script. Anyways, um. Back to the simul. Okay, so the collapse. So yeah, so the Soviet Union. No, but I'm talking about the collapse, right? The United States will probably still exist, but the collapse is going to take a whole lot longer because in the United States, you know, we can't do anything. Just you know, a little bit. You know, it's like it's like what um, what was it? The president of Liberia said at one point, they're like, you know, the United States is a single party system, much like every other country, but in the decadent American style, they have to have two of them. Right. So America is not just going to have a collapse. America is going to have like this grandiose collapse that takes 130 years, you know, where everybody else can collapse and pull out of it in 10 years. Man, there was that. There's this one Liberian former president. He was he was like a soccer. He was like a famous soccer player. Mm -hmm. I think it was the same Uh, guy I was talking about. Yeah. When you look him up online, he's like full like like there's like an entire Google images page of memes of his quotes yeah they're great yeah <laughs> yeah he just tells it like this didn't they kill him pretty sure they did yeah i think they did yeah, yeah he's just like fucking i'm gonna die anyways you know yeah might as, well, might as well get the truth out there and be called a crazy liberian oh no oh no johnny's not being racist to a black person what what is going on it is black history month that's let's right i'm being about nice. let's talk about the Liberian president whose name we don't know and whose quotes we don't have handy. But oh that my gosh. <laughs> but that one quote was funny as fuck. Right. Anyhow. Yeah, there, there were a few good ones. I remember they finding were. A, I, I remember finding a few good ones whenever uh we did Empire of Dust. Mm. Uh, mm. I did a pause button with Borzoi on, on Empire of Dust and I was looking up like I was trying to look up Liberian quotes for some reason and I remember coming across this endless google image page of memes of this guy and uh yeah he was pretty funny he was yeah i mean some of them are pretty funny dude minstrel shows existed for a reason not as funny as the the kenyan military parade that had the the plywood mecca and the the guys in 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 armor suit Oh right, the armor suit with the, with the giant oversized troop carrier. Well, was, those are supposed to be like actual military vehicles. The Kenyan army, right? Yeah, right. But like it's it's cardboard. I, I, it's I like it's cardboard Ugandan. and fly. I think it's Ugandan. I don't that, that that wasn't the Kenyan military parade I'm talking about. But man, those are those are some funny images, man. Sure, sure. Um. So speaking <laughs> of Russia, well. We, Okay, speaking of Russia, uh, Russia and Ukraine. What are we doing? What are we doing the old lady with the 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 AK. Oh yeah, the old lady with the AK. That's that's terrible, man. That's like a uh, where'd it go? Granny yeah. Valentina's. Granny Valentina's photo op. For, just in time for Valentine's right. Day. Right, right. They 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 card out Valentina Konstantinovka. Valentina Constantin, yep, Constantino Vasca. 
Konstinovacka. Valentina Konstinovacka on an AK-47 training to defend against a possible Russian attack. Your mother would do it too, she told me. She told yeah. Fuck out of here. Then Look at her. She's turns out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well. <laughs> yeah. The, the, here's the thing with the quality the quality of propaganda, pro-war propaganda has gone uh-huh. has gotten so bad and so low that they didn't take the time to find out who she like who arranged the opera the the photo op okay uh, apparently it's the neo-nazi azov battalion right yeah well oops so azov arranged for her to do military training no grandma posed with my gun on this mat and let me take a few pictures of you real quick. Oh, is that what happened? That's got to be what happened. All right. So, okay. So, Mark Andrews. Okay, it's confirmed here with the Azov Battalion guy and his Nazi Wolf's Angel symbol overseeing Baba Valentina. Naturally, the U.S. TV media beaming this into our homes keeps discipline silence. The Nazis' insignias are fine. Just don't mention them out loud. Unbelievable. Yeah, and of course, because America, you know, uh, we love the Nazis here, right? Yeah. But this is the stuff they're pumping over to us. And today, I, I think it was today, Biden said that an attack on Ukraine is an attack on us, essentially. Oh, dude, there's Azov symbols all over this. <laughs> These guys, this is an Azov thing, dude. This is an Azov training thing. Okay. So he's teaching grandmas and kids and, like, Older people, like you know, just everybody's coming to learn how to use an AK forty-seven. There's a there's a uh, there's an MSNBC clip down halfway down the uh, the Twitter thread, and there's an interview with with uh, Baba Baba Valentina. There, she she gives an interview. I mean, I don't speak, you know, whatever they're speaking there. What do they speak in Ukraine? Russian? Uh, they speak in the Ukraine. They speak the Ukrainian. They speak Ukrainian in Ukraine. The Ukraine? the Ukraine. It's not Ukraine. It's the Ukraine. I say it how I want. <laughs> she's got her mask up, though. That's good. Well, partially. For part of it, she's good. got her mask up. Yeah, but this is like an Azov battalion training thing. There's a kid. There's like a six-year-old kid putting together an AK in the the one below the one with, with, with Baba Valentina. I mean, this is like... This is right out of there with um, the Middle Eastern agitprop when they would show the, but they would show the kids with the AKs and they were the bad guys in, you know, in Afghanistan. Right. But they're showing on MSNBC and, you know, it's grandma and some little kid, you know, putting, getting a gun training. That's okay. Right. They showed a black kid, uh, a black kid being trained how to use a gun in Ukraine today. Yeah. I saw that. I'm like, what do they bring in the one black kid from like Kiev? Who's to say it's even in freaking the Ukraine? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, where did this video even come from? Right. It could. It. I mean, it. It could be Dearborn. Right. <laughs> that, could be, that could be some Somali brat from Dearborn. Who knows? 
Yeah, who knows, dude? Oh, the quality of propaganda has just gotten so bad. It's pretty terrible. Even I mean, like, unless you're unless you're in Russia, you know, the the Russian uh, agitprop is pretty cool. Like the Russian, um, the Russian recruiting videos. Uh, I thought those were Chechenian. That was just that one picture of the Chechenian people. No, the the actual Russian uh, recruiting propaganda commercials. They're badass. It's like hmm. it's like an eighties. It's like it's you know it's a throwback to like you know like um, some like Ivan Drago type shit. Oh, Biden administration considering a one billion loan guarantee to Ukraine. Not the Ukraine, just Ukraine. But a billion dollars. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I like saying the Ukraine. That's I, I've it, noticed. That's what they. I'm, that's I've what noticed. they used to. Yeah. They used to do. They used to refer to it like a noun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all Russia, right? Like, I mean, it, it, uh, that's the whole thing. I thought it was. I thought that was the whole it's point. It's all of it. It historically Russia. Russia, right? Or Tartaria, Greater Tartaria, Greater Tartaria, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tartaria didn't real man. Okay, what it really was was, anyways. So check this out, dude. Valentine's Day was was just passed, right? Did you did you do anything special for Valentine's Day? Like what? I don't know. Did you uh did you did you call the ATF and tip them on like say an ex who buys or sells guns illegally? Dude, that's messed up. Why would I do anything like that? Well, because the ATF advertises for that. Why why would I want somebody's dog to get shot and killed? I don't know. The ATF advertises it. Dude, the ATF had put out a tweet on Valentine's Day at eight o'clock in the morning. Says, got an ex who buys or sells guns illegally? We would love to meet and treat them to a Valentine's Day surprise. Call 1 888 blah, 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 blah. Email blah, 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 blah. Web blah, blah, blah. Are you fucking kidding me? Call 1 like, email the ATF. If your Valentine's Day can still be fun, even if you broke up, do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity? Let us know, and we'll make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Are you, like, this has got to be a troll. Like, like they're joking, right? No, it's still up. I took a screenshot of it, but it's still up. Okay, so it's still up. So it's real. It's real. Yeah, man. I, you know, they they passed. I think they passed red flag laws in Congress with one of the stimulus bills. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that that incremental whittling away of mm-hmm. your ability to defend yourself. Right. Your from your they, uh, yes your permissions being eroded. It's weird. They haven't been able to outright do it. And I was I was I think I was talking to Skull about this the other day. I, I'm like. How come they didn't have the foresight after World War II to crack down on our ability to defend ourselves much, much sooner before it was much more proliferated? I mean, it was always very, like, Americans have always had a lot of guns and homes and stuff like that, but how come they didn't, 
how come they didn't try harder to disarm us sooner? I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Because the gun companies make a lot of money, and they have drones. It will be impossible to disarm everybody. Well, sure. And they don't have to. They're not going to have to. They're not going to have to. They don't need to. They don't need to disarm everybody. They put the ammo companies out of business? They're not going to put the ammo companies out of business. Well, some of them already are. You can't get ammo for certain calibers. Sure you can. It's uh, not bad. I mean, some of them, I mean, some of them, sure, are like hard. Like some of the the exotic stuff is hard to get. But like pretty much every common, I don't know. I haven't had any problems. I mean, not that I have guns because I don't believe anybody should have guns besides the police. I actually believe that most military confrontations should be settled with a game of Pictionary. Oh, that's that's cool because I was going to say Connect Four. I uh, know Pictionary because what usually happens is each team will self sabotage. Have you ever played Pictionary, especially uh, with a loved one or like an, a significant other? It is the fastest way to a divorce or breakup. I am the best at Uno. Yeah, I'm, I I, like, I will defeat. I'm pretty good at Uno. I'm at like, Uno. I'm, yeah, I'll I'll be the guy who like, oh, you and next thing you know, you're sitting there with thirty seven cards. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 literally counting cards with Uno. Like mm-hmm. I I am, mm-hmm. I am like a hustler at poker, but with Uno. I will I will. I don't know. We're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to play Uno. We're gonna have to do a Paranormies Uno tournament. Oh, you, you have that much money to burn. Hey, you know. Okay. Who said anything about money? I just like so, you know. Just you might as well just. Give me your cash. What do you want? What, what do you want to play? A dollar a point? A nickel a point? What do you want to play? Probably like five bucks a round. Five bucks a round? Okay. Yeah, you're done. No, you don't play by points? Man, don't make me smoke you at Uno. Don't. Like that. See, the amount of confidence. It's just confidence, you know. You know, you know what they say. Pride cometh before a fall. It's not pride. It's skill and... Okay. It's it's okay. I mean, it's I understand. You sound a lot like a guy who gives himself a nickname. Uh, wow. Way to bring up way to socky back to those Seinfeld tropes. What do you mean? They did a whole episode that you can't give yourself a nickname. Oh, did they? I had no idea. I like, I hate Seinfeld, so I is that even a thing? Dude, we it's like Nobody, everybody knows you can't give yourself a nickname. Your nickname has to be given to you. I listen. Nobody gave me the name Dogbot. It was, it was my alt. Ended up becoming my main. No, that's see, that's not a nickname. You're, that's different. Like a nickname. Yeah, your screen name. Whatever your 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 sock name. Whatever you want to call it. That's that's not a that's not a nickname. Your nickname is what like. Your friends call you, or like your uncle calls you, or like you know what I mean. The guys at work came up with. Why would you give a single sock a name? <sighs> sock account, sock puppet account. Do I really need to tell you this? You're like been on the internet longer than I have. You still have a Twitter. You do Twitter more than I do, and you like pretend to not know what these things are. It just doesn't make any sense. Socks come in pairs. All right. <sighs> this is where I would usually just skip over and just start talking to Reinhardt. Uh-huh. 
And they can't do that because he's not here. Yep, he's uh, wrestling an orangutan right now. Speaking of to socks, teach the apes on the mountain Gnosticism. Yeah, we're not doing that again. Um, so speaking of things that got brought up from the dead, the Sandy Hook lawsuit got settled. Oh yeah, speaking of guns. Yeah, and guns. The Sandy Hook lawsuit was settled. That like the Remington, they sued Remington and they won. The families did. Remington Arms agreed Tuesday to settle liability claims from the families of five adults and four children killed in the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School. According to a new court filing marking the first time a gun manufacturer has been held accountable for a mass shooting in the U.S., Remington agreed to pay the families $73 million. That's crazy. I don't know, man. It's so messed up because I didn't think crisis actors could get royalties for for their for their performance. This is some sort of yeah. Th- this is some sort of syndicated. I mean, like a Sandy Hook going syndication or, or something. Did TBS pick up Sandy Hook for another season? Like this is like some this is some syndication money right here because Alex Jones got sued, lost. Uh. What's it? Um, Dr. Fetzer, Dr. Mr. Jim Fetzer got sued and lost. And now Remington got sued and lost. So this just proves without a shadow of a doubt that Sandy Hook was a complete and utter hoax. <laughs> In my mind, anyway. Uh, I. It's not something I put a lot of thought to necessarily when it happened, but whenever I first heard that Bill Hicks was being, you know, raked across the coals for it. Right. That's when it perked my ears up. I'm like, well, maybe there's something to it. Because why would you have to sue for such a thing? Why don't you just laugh, laugh at the guy? Right. He's defa- but he's defaming your dead kids. You know, you just can't just defame dead kids like that. How how, how how absolutely like, like, dare you? Like nobody knows who they are. Nobody can name a single one off the top of their head. Noah Posner. I, I, I would have to assume that you just named one. No, anybody who knows anything about this knows the Noah and Lenny Posner story. Like Lenny Posner was the one who sued Alex Jones. He sued. Um, he sued Dr. Fetzer. Uh, Noah Posner was also the kid that was in the um, the Kyle Rittenhouse the movie. Kyle Rittenhouse the movie. That's right. Yeah, he supposedly grew up to be Kyle Rittenhouse. That's one of the theories. I can see it. Just like Adam Lanza grew up to be David Hogg. But, dude, I mean, remember Adam Lanza was like, what, a 20-year-old, 134-pound weakling who somehow managed to force his way into an elementary school and over the course of 264 seconds, just over four minutes, fatally shot 20 first graders and six staff members. That's a good hit rate. Yes, has a very good hit rate, especially for somebody of that guy's size. 
Like, remember how we were talking um, about uh, what was his name? Uh, he fard and shid his pants. There, Wallace fard Muhammad the other day. He was like five foot five, one hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Right, that's tiny, right? But Adam Lanza is like six foot one and like one hundred and thirty-four pounds. That's ridiculously skinny, right? And this guy supposedly carried all these weapons into into the school and shot all these kids in that short period of time. I mean, that's just f- faking gay in and of itself. But yes, the Remington rifle, the Bushmaster rifle, is the reason why these people are being sued by the company. So are are the people at Seaville going to sue Dodge? I'm assuming that they can. Okay. I mean, at least at least Heifer hires um, family. Are the uh, 9-11 families going to sue British Petroleum for making jet fuel? But we know, I mean, if we're going to go that direction, then sure. Just go ahead and sue uh, American Airlines then, I guess. Right? (laughs) Braniff. I don't know why I thought I thought of that airline for a second, Braniff. Braniff. I, I I know, like they they were they were hijacked at some point in the eighties for something. I have and no Delta, idea. And Delta Force had to had to save the day. Are you talking? You're talking about a movie, dude. That's not real. Oh shit! Because <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, for a second, like Braniff Airlines. Wait a second, you said Delta Force. That was a Chuck Norris movie. Chuck He's just Norris. an actor. You know that Chuck Norris really all those memes about Chuck Norris like being like badass and all that. He's just an actor, right? He's probably a faggot. He's actually a very nice guy. I've uh, I had a opportunity to meet him when I was younger at a karate studio. Sure. That, that sure. my friend went to, and I'm sure he did. Yeah, and I'm sure he was a quote nice guy, but he was still involved in Hollywood, so he probably fucked kids. So ah, it's terrible. I know. Uh, dude, all of them, all of them. So, yeah, even Chuck. What do Morris. we got? What do we got left? Because, um, man, I don't know, dude. Uh, the Sandy Hook thing is kind of depressing, to be quite honest with you. Uh, would you see this picture I posted this last tweet from uh, John Chamberlain? It is a picture of Joe Biden and Klaus Schwab sitting next to each other, chumming it up. Wait, where is that? I dropped it in the chat. Which one? Um, in the where can I put it? Here, I'll just copy a link to it and put it in the uh, Skype chat. God, this Jill Biden picture with her with the black kid and the the double masking. Oh yeah, so that that one I posted. It's a um, it's like Valentine's Day. You know, hugs are. Even with COVID, you know, hugs or blah, 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 whatever. What is she, where does it say? Even? Oh, no. Sometimes the littlest Valentines give the best hugs. And she goes to this school. And you can see in the video, she walks up. And all the kids, and she's waving like she's trying to, like, she puts her arms out. like Okay, so second graders from Aton Elementary School go to the White House. And it's all, of course, they're all black. Every single one of them is black. And... She goes up and all the kids are sitting there. She walks up with her arms outstretched 
and the kids are all just kind of like, I ain't, you know, and then somebody gives a signal and they all jump up and run over to her and like pretend to be excited to see her and give her a hug. It's really funny because like she tried to get like a natural reaction out of them and every little one of them little kids was like, nah. Oh, shoot, dude. What? I remembered the funniest commercial from the Super Bowls. Hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I have to bring this up. Okay. So there's some kind of Google phone, right? And that's what the advertisement's for. Right. And is the this a new the, product? Yeah. Okay. And the premise of the commercial is black people, historically, their photographs have turned out terrible because they're black. And the this uh, Google okay. phone can take pictures of black people better than any camera that's ever existed before. Because it like works so well with black, with black people. Is it black people or just like the dark color? Is it like an actual? Well, they, they were they, like as examples. They showed like Polaroids from the eighties and shit that are poorly lit or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's and, pretty funny. And, and they and they had different black people complaining about how photographs over the years don't bring out the richness of their skin color and stuff oh my the the richness of their skin I, I was saying to my friend with the special feature it also makes fathers look like they're they appear in the background that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> that's where your dad uh, disappeared is this you didn't wave the polaroid hard enough it changes the bike to where it looks like it's actually your bike well i mean it probably is your bike <sighs> stolen bikes of the stolen bikes of Gondor. Stupid banana boys. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I've never heard anybody. Dude, that sounds like a Latino slur for black people. Well, I, it does. I, I, I don't know why. I don't no, know it why. Does. It, but be, like, well, I, I have a feeling. Well, when they said Mayate too, and I'm like, oh, okay, these are Mexicans. And monkey toes, like I, I, I've never heard. That I've one. never heard monkey toes. I've never heard banana boy. I've never heard banana boy. None of that, <laughs> none of that sounds quite. Yeah. Um. Did you look at the? Did you look at the picture though of the? Uh, yeah. Biden. And, what's yeah. what, what's going on but there? Like, I mean, he went to a World like Economic two, Forum isn't, thing. Isn't it like two Bidens ago? No, this is recent. This is just like the other day. Trump was there too, by the way. Of course he was. They're yeah. all in the same club. Right. Right. Like this guy, this John Chamberlain guy is in the club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Board chairman, citizen health and retired hospital CEO. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all. They're, I mean, he's, well, he's probably, lower level. Club. This guy's probably in my open society playbook uh, that Scott Howard wrote. In the, right now he probably is i have a copy of that right here with me as a matter of fact johnny and i right now are trying to finish reading the open society playbook whoa whoa and whoa give me way too much credit here uh johnny is starting to read it i just got it like a week ago well the the goal in mind is, is to, to read have the book read it yes so uh, hopefully we can possibly get old scott howard on, back on for a second interview 
I would love to have Scott second. Howard back on for a second interview. The first interview we did with him, we did the transgender industrial complex. That that book is a like if my insane with anger button wasn't already broken, it would have broken it. Um, but this, yeah, the open society playbook, again, it's like another one of those, like the Cimmerillion or the beginning of Matthew, where it's like, you know, or, or any Eustace Mullins book, where it just lists off everybody's connections to everybody. It and, is a textbook for the agenda. Mm-hmm, it really is. It really is. This is, if you wanted to study to pass the final for the agenda, this is, this is the book, that you, this is the Cliff Notes. And it's not Cliff oh. Notes. It's very dense. The Open Society playbook uh, would also be a great textbook for an actual course on how the Open Society infiltrates uh, the Open Society foundations and everything, infiltrate countries and mm-hmm. ruin them right. uh, with with pressure from the outside and pressure from the inside. Yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a another book that will make you insane with anger as you read it. And there's lists, lots and lots of lists. And there's right. a bibliography that has lists of all the different uh, organizations and foundations and institutes. And, and, and you're not going to be surprised and, at the the last names at all. You won't be surprised. No. 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 I give you a hint. They're Jews. Most of them. A lot of them. But it's also interesting because... The, the name George Soros invokes so much mm-hmm. from people. He's become like Clark, like Klaus Schwab here. He's become one of these acceptable boogeymen to to direct all your anger at this one guy, right? Right. Like, well, well, George like you're Soros to especially. All your anger at this one guy when it's not just this one guy; it's a, a whole web and network of people that are involved. Lots of people. Right, but, all but, with names and addresses. Well, they all. Yeah, well, a lot of them have several addresses, and a lot of them are in like castles and like mountain ranges that you can't get to. Yeah, but yeah, they do have names and addresses, which is actual factual. Um, but yeah, these these boogeymen like like your Charles Schwab's, your Klaus Charles Schwab, your Klaus Schwab's, <laughs> your Bill Gates, your George Soros, um. You know, but they're not just boogeymen, but they're actually, these are actually like people that are actually, you know, part of it, part of the agenda. They're actually doing it, but they're the allowable, they're like the pressure relief valves for this stuff. Um, well, you direct your anger at them mm-hmm. and and instead of the entire, instead of the entire hydra of, of everything. All right. Yes, so Open Society Playbook, we are reading that. We will hopefully get Scott Howard back on to talk about that. In the meantime, we have um, next week, we have a guest. Is it next week? What's the date next week? Yeah, uh, you guys will be interviewing. That's right. Uh, next week, we will be interviewing Wayne McRoy of the Alchemical Tech Revolution author and also Cybernetic Messiah. Uh, he'll, he'll be on with us um, to... Tell us all about that. It's going to be fun. I'll be taking the night off, but I do and I do appreciate having both of those books, and I look forward to listening to that interview the following couple days after it's recorded. Yes, it's going to be great. Um, also coming up, we have a bunch of other great content for you. Uh, it being Black Science Fiction Month, 
we got we might have I don't know we might have some more black stuff I don't I don't know he's not black so that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> we got a great I'm show I'm so excited for this yeah we got a great show coming up for you this weekend and it'll be fun yes it'll be a lot of fun um I don't know. We 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 skipped a bunch of stories. I mean, we missed some stuff last week. Like, th- there's so much stuff in the news going on. That's the fakery and gayness, uh, the the craziness that's going on. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's really clown world. It really is clown world at this point. It's it's we've. I think we had like a piss earth phase, but I think we've gone back into clown world because I mean the honking. You've got that You've got literal clown world honks everywhere. You've got clowns in the government, literal clowns in the government. You've got clowns here. You've got clowns there. What else we got? Well, that's it. We're going to get out of here. We're going to have a Necronormicon at the end of this. Check us all out on Telegram. And uh, you guys got anything you want to add here? T.me slash Chupacabra underscore kennel. That's right. Everything else will be in the show notes. I'm not putting that in the show notes now because you said it. Ah, nah, it'll be there. It'll be there. It's a it's a fucking template now anyways. All right. Well, we will see you this weekend. Later. Time travel makes you gay. It does. Oakland Tribune, August 24th, 1896. Seven skeletons. Remarkable discovery made at Shell Mound Park. Skulls resembling apes. An interesting discovery has been made at Shell Mound Park, where the skeleton of a prehistoric race of Indians was excavated. The skeletons are of a race unknown at present, and are undoubtedly of great antiquity. They were discovered in a shell mound on the west side of the racetrack. The mound is the usual kind, formed of shells, and is about 10 feet high and 100 yards in length. Men were digging in the ground in order to investigate the soil when their spades struck against bones. A skull was laid bare. The skull was of the most unusual formation and appearance. Professor John Miriam of the State University was immediately sent for, and work was suspended until he arrived. Professor Miriam went to work himself and very carefully dug for the remains. In a short space of time, three skeletons were discovered. The skeletons are of ordinary size, and the most extraordinary characteristic about them is the shape of the skulls. They are more like the skulls of apes than human beings, and present a type of unusually degraded and depraved race of Indians. There is little or no forehead, and the lower part of the skull is shaped like an ape's. Professor Miriam declares he has never seen any skulls like these, although they bear a strong resemblance to the heads of the Flathead Indians, former residents of the more northern coast. The skeletons are undoubtedly of great antiquity as a careful study shows that they have been laid beneath the mound for many hundreds of years. The mound itself is formed like other shell mounds. The peculiar race of Indians who lived along the coast 
camping on the very shore of the ocean, existed principally on shellfish. As soon as they devoured the fishes, they probably threw the shells beside their campfire. As time went by, these piles grew into small mounds of various heights. The mound recently excavated was at least 10 feet in height and at one time probably stood close to the waves of the ocean. That the skeletons were there before the mound was built is proved upon examination. The remains were found below the skulls and beneath the strata of ashes. The ashes were undisturbed and formed a two-inch covering of the bones. The question now arises, how the ashes came there? The bodies were probably placed two or three inches below the surface and a covering of the ashes above them as an additional protection from the air. Or it may have been that the ashes were thrown there in an entirely accidental manner as a result of a campfire. The fact that the ashes were there, however, proves that the relics are ancient. Seven or eight skeletons have been taken out, but they are in badly broken condition. They are in the possession of Professor Miriam.